0: Because we're with fire, they just keep
1: getting
0: higher. hello everybody and welcome to the Spore the warning podcast this is review number 737 with our review of elemental i'm christopher schnazy and i'm steven miller And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you. This week, we are joining up to talk about the latest film coming to us from Pixar. You know, a bright, colorful film called Elemental. Um, This is a film that uh, Stephen caught at Cannes, and it luckily just came out for me, so I've been able to catch it. And we are circling up the wagons to talk about this film. Stephen, we got a bunch of stuff to record this week. Anything you want to talk about before we jump into this episode?
1: Uh, yeah. What, what a good segue. It's almost like I, I told you beforehand to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically, I was listening to our uh, Spider-Verse review and I mentioned Can and I just threw basically Elemental and Asteroid City in your direction because they were about to come out. And I figured yeah. I should at least tease a few other movies that I think listeners will like and in particular ones that I think you will like. Um, So I mentioned uh, Monster by Cora Ada. I still think you're going to love that one. I have no doubt that you will be a big, (laughs) big fan of it. Um, Another one that I am really excited for us to review whenever it actually comes out is Perfect Days uh, by Wim Wenders, who's this German director who made a bunch of great movies of years past, like Paris, Texas is a movie I think you'd really like. A bunch of other ones I don't think you would love. But what Perfect Days (laughs) is, is essentially Patterson set in Tokyo following a day in the life of a man who cleans toilets in Shibuya for a living. And the idea is his like meditative daily life is beautiful. And he finds like wonder in the mundane. Now you and I, had a episode recording of um patterson where we had both been going through some kind of personal stuff i think and i remember us basically just (laughs) crying each other if we were like crying and holding each other for an hour um and i fully intend perfect days to do that for us too on the podcast so i'm 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 just very excited for that um especially because you and i have both spent some time alone in japan too so i think there's going to be an extra little uh little bit of nostalgia there
0: yeah, I am curious. I am also curious if uh, its connection to Patterson is it involves people crumpling up
1: paper and throwing it away a lot. <laughs> uh, the paper does play a role. There, There is a crumpled up piece of paper that prominently features in this movie, uh, and it is not toilet paper. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just checking. Uh, a, couple, a, a couple others that I wanted to mention. Um, one is a movie called The put of by Tran Anh Hong. Now, this was a movie I was not interested in at all it just it it was like a french historical drama and it sounded like it was going to be just kind of slow and boring but what it actually is is two hours of food porn it is basically (laughs) about a chef who is in love with his cook slash his muse who's played by Juliette binoche and the movie is like 75 percent us watching people prepare food or eat food and it is just like delicious to to look at. Um, gotcha. like I I think we reviewed Chef way back in the day that uh John Favreau movie. Did did we ever do an episode on it? We did. You may have
0: mentioned it on an episode, but we did not do a review of it. Uh and if you did do a review of it, I wasn't there for it because I still haven't seen Chef.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, Chef <laughs> has like a few little moments of him lovingly preparing cubanos and this movie is just like that for hours and it is a th- I I loved it, and I think it is going to be really fun for us to talk about. Um, the last one I wanted to mention, obviously, Anatomy of a Fall won the Palme d'Or. We're going to talk about that when it comes out. But the one that I don't know if anyone is going to see is called The Sweet East uh, by Sean Price Williams. This guy was the DP on Good Time and a bunch of other Safety Brothers movies. Um, and this is very much in that kind of, like, chaotic, high-adrenaline style. Uh, but it is the story of basically a high school girl who is on a road trip through America, just hanging out with all these really terrible different types of dudes, all right. um, particularly Simon Rex, who plays a like really creepy alt-right guy who thinks he's an academic, but he's actually like a total pervert. Um, and... Uh, there, there's just a lot of fun there. Iowa DeBerry is in it, too, with a pretty great role as a director. We were just talking about The Bear before recording, and she is uh, just popping up everywhere. And this is a movie that I'm really looking forward to us talking about. I don't know if you will love it or hate it, but I think you will feel very strongly about it. So, <laughs> All right.
0: sounds, that, sounds That's like my a good little challenge. list of things.
1: Yeah, we have to do episodes on these movies whenever they come out, no matter how popular or completely dropped on VOD they are.
0: Yeah, well you know the, one way or another we will find and see these uh well i mean you've found and seen it already but uh, I'll, I'll be along for a ride
1: yep awesome
0: cool um well steven we're here to talk about uh elemental should we do that now
1: yes definitely
0: <laughs> all right let's take a listen to the trailer for elemental and then come back and let everybody know uh, what we thought of the film
1: residents of element city air usually has their head in the clouds oh my new jacket earth can be a little seedy (laughs) (laughs) nothing weird going on here uh just a
0: little pruning water is always getting into something
1: (sighs) help and fire as ordered we run a little hot <laughs> this shop is dream of our family. Someday it'll all be yours. But we all live by one simple rule. Elements cannot mix. <laughs> ah! what the A pipe squished me all out of shape. Dang. That's better.
0: Oh. So you've never left Firetown?
1: Sorry, buddy. Elements don't mix. Whoa! Plus, my dad would boil you alive.
0: Why does anyone get to tell you what you can do in your life? Come on!
1: Why do they even have these? Eh, who knows. Watch this! Whoa. Ember, I see a change in you.
0: What hair guy? You live here? It's my mom's place. We got two kids that are swimming around here somewhere. Porco! follow. <laughs> I've been trying to fill
1: my father's shoes. But I never once asked what I wanted to do. Try this, Dad. Those are too hot. I love hot food. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> All right. So that was the trailer for Elemental, the latest film from Disney and Pixar, and uh, basically follows a young fire girl um, who whose family has moved to Element City, uh, where they have set up uh, the fire, the fire shop, the
1: fire. I, <laughs> I, I, f- I forget the name of the shop. I know it's even a pair- though it's gonna be named it's like ember's firehouse or something yeah I, yeah, I, I don't remember the words yeah, yeah it's it's
0: it's basically a place where fired goods are sold to fire folk um and uh, essentially she is you know. Uh, primed to take over her family's shop eventually um, but meets a young water person and uh, sort of that throws her plans for life uh, potentially in chaos as she tries to help balance uh, what's going on at the family's fire shop with uh, the life that she might want to have. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Elemental?
1: So... A little context is important. The, this was not only a Cannes premiere. This was the closing film of Cannes, which means this was movie number 36 out of 36 <laughs> for me. Um, I had not slept much in a long time. The festival was nearing a close. I was leaving for the airport like seven hours after this was going to end. Um and in that context, especially, the idea of a Pixar movie, you are just so ready to cry. You, I cannot stress how much you want to cry, right? <laughs> like it is, um, it, and, and everyone is walking the red carpet. You are cheering them on. You, you just feel a lot of emotions. So big asterisk over anything I say about this movie. I'm aware that I watched it in like a very specific setting where you are rooting for the movie. Um, yeah. With that said... So first, when the movie started, I was a little worried, like, between what I knew about the movie and also watching the red carpet, it seemed like Pete Doctor, a.k.a. this tall, lanky white guy, was the creator <laughs> of this movie. Like, I did not yet know th- who directed it, and I just only yeah. assumed it was him. And it opens with a very, very literal feeling parable about immigration, you know, the the fire people are coming over to Element City. They're not welcome in all the other neighborhoods. The water and earth and other characters have these kind of preconceived notions about fire being dangerous, and they won't let them in. And they're talking in accents, and there was all this stuff where I was like, please, Pete, like, don't fuck this up. Please. (laughs) Like, I, I just had a little bit of me that was like, ooh, don't don't go too hard in the literal immigration metaphor because it's just you're playing with fire literally you know um (laughs) at least at least that family is yeah and i should say this was not directed by pete doctor this was directed by peter son who is a korean uh immigrant you know son of uh zeroth generation you know parents who immigrated to new york from korea so it is a much more personal story than i gave it credit for but that was how i felt when it started yeah um And then I breathed a sigh of relief because the movie started to widen. You know, it felt like a Zootopia, kind of. You're exploring all these different neighborhoods that are bespoke for the different kind of people who live in it. And then it does an interesting thing that I don't think trailers have really let anyone know about, which is it also becomes a romance, which I don't believe Pixar has ever done before. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has pixar done a romance romance like two people falling in love because it is about an age group that i feel like don't normally get if you're talking about up that's like the the prologue to a pixar yeah, I movie know. i mean i guess it depends guess on toy what your story definition has, yeah i i can see toy story has hints of it too but yeah for my money this was the most directly romance of a pixar movie in that it's like two young people falling in love yeah um and it it kind of muddies the metaphor. It's like a, a movie about diversity, a movie about falling in love and a movie about forging your own path and coming of age. And I kind of loved it in, in a way where <laughs> yeah. even while I was loving it, I was thinking I'm crying and I feel like audiences will not feel the same way when this comes out. And that makes me sad. Um <laughs> <laughs> what what I loved about it is probably what people will not like as much, which is that it mixes its metaphors and it muddies everything. It does not have any one-to-one direct connection in terms of what it's talking about. It is doing a bunch of stuff at the same time. It's kind of about, you know, diversity in a city and recognizing and embracing your differences. And it has a lot of fun, you know, we just heard in the trailer, the, uh, the water character Wade who is eating the spicy food made by the fire people and trying to enjoy it, but he can't, cause you know, he's not built for it. And a lot that you just imagine comes from like very personal experience of the, the hilarity of trying to connect to each other's cultures, even if you don't, you know, fully understand them at the beginning. Um, but it piles so much else on top of it that for me, it really just started to feel like a beautiful movie about, how we make each other bigger and better by like challenging each other and introducing each other to things we didn't understand and we didn't think we were capable of. Um, Spoiler: We're going to talk about a movie later today that I think is also about this from a way more heartfelt, <laughs> adult place. Like the things you can't access in each other's histories and how you can choose to have your life be made bigger by them rather than smaller. Yeah. Um,
0: you mean Asteroid City, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. Did you not guess that? Just that the that cosmic, was what Asteroid City
0: was about the cosmic questions <laughs> that it is asking. Feel like the type of elemental questions this film
1: is asking. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. No, no other movie that is also about Korean immigrants could i possibly be referring to here um (laughs) but but no i i just thought this movie was kind of wonderful like flawed for sure the the romance is truncated the third act i feel like things change in the span of like five minutes because the movie just doesn't actually have time to complete the story that it wanted to tell but i love the universe i love the visual style of the movie you know anytime fire and water are connecting in some way there's just a lot of really inventive interesting stuff going on here um I mentioned this was my favorite animated movie of the year for about six days before <laughs> Across before the Spider-Verse yeah. came out and just completely blew my mind in, in every direction. But I had a lot of love for this. I loved, you know, Leah Lewis as Ember. I had never heard her before to my knowledge, but I thought she did a great job playing that character. Mamadou Ati as Wade, I found him completely charming. I, I don't know. I just like that Pixar is going in this direction where they're letting directors like take their kind of very personal life experience and say like, I'm going to make a movie about this and trust that it will add up to something universal. Um, It reminded me of turning red in in that sense, like kind of a similar, like we are going to make a metaphor for a specific thing and we're going to trust that kids will be able to follow it. I don't know. And this is my segue to you and you can tell me how you feel and how much I'm wrong or whatever. I do think it strikes an odd balance where it, this can't be really targeted at kids because it is not about stuff that kids will fully understand, including the romance and the character at the center is clearly supposed to be, like, I don't know, college-aged or something like that. It is not very much, like, latching on to a kid to relate to in this movie, and there's a lot of humor about, like, living in a city and bureaucracy and stuff that I just don't think is for them. But unlike Soul, which is just like, hey... I'm about an adult. I'm going to live in a real adult world for half of it. The movie is a fantastical and childlike world. And I kind of think that makes it sit in a weird place where it doesn't really know who it wants to tailor the film to. And I feel like that means maybe the movie is for no one or like only for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I don't know that it is for Quadrant. I, th- I think it like, it should have gone a little further either in being a kid's movie or being an adult movie. And it kind of lives in the middle in a sort of maybe awkward place, but being sleep deprived in France after 11 days, um, I cried multiple times, watching this movie and I just really, really, really loved it.
0: (laughs) Um, So before I jump into, to my thoughts on the film, I did want to ask you one calibration question. You know, you talked about how, you know, being sleep deprived and like you know you're about to leave from the festival you've seen 36 other things um you know it, it, it worked for you in that moment or it primed you to like like this film um in that state did they play the pixar short before it at no. can okay
1: i know I, th- I have not seen the short which i believe is an extension of up i think i've heard
0: yeah so it's basically uh the old dude from up is is uh It starts with him receiving a phone call where he's asked to go out on a date with a woman um and it's him prepping for that date and all the stuff that goes along with that um and i did not enjoy that short
1: (laughs) did did, did, was there like a little blue pill that he takes but like a cute pixar no there
0: wasn't (laughs) um but uh also called up yeah 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 (laughs) Nice, Steven. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I was just curious if you had seen that because that was my... My, my calibration for watching this film was uh, getting there early to my seat. This was not at an Alamo. I, I just went to the regular old mm-hmm. theater. It was me getting early to my seat and having people file in to the theater, starting with my section of the theater. So they all just like filled mm-hmm. in around me. And it was just a tons of kids. Oh, yeah. what One child's father was just narrating everything that was happening on the screen, not during the film, but like during okay. the pre- pre-show, pre like explaining this is a commercial for things. This one is about not driving crazy on the freeway because you could die, <laughs> like a bunch of stuff like that. Um, it was kind of funny though, uh, but th- it was my-, my prepping is that followed by this weird short that I that I didn't appreciate, um, and then jumping into the film. All that being said, um, Steven, you said that you thought this film was kind of wonderful. Um, well, you said it's kind of wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. I I would agree with that statement, but I would agree with it in the way that we reviewed. It's kind of a funny story where you're like, it's mm. kind of a funny story. Um I, you know, I I think there is a lot of fun to be had with this film. There's some enjoyment there, and obviously there are like extremely personal stories that are kind of being put forth in the context of those films. And it's not that any of those don't work, but I think that the kind of stuff you were talking about with the metaphors getting mixed did did weigh on me pretty heavily in the context of the narrative of what this story was trying to tell. Like, you know, in Zootopia, outside of predators and prey, the animals can coexist in a society together, right? Just right. And, and, and one group of animals could dislike a different group of animals purely because of the fact that they're different animals. Mm-hmm. In this world where you're literally different elements... The, some of the elements, just by passing through the same space, can kill you. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like the like the fact that the the father, the the fire father, is really doesn't like water. Yeah, because if water comes into your place, you can die. Right? Like it. Right. It feels like it's it's not just about feeling out of place or trying to figure out if you can meld with an element from a different town city part of the city whatever it's it's like literally these elements do not mix in actual reality because they destroy mm. each other <laughs> you know what i mean there there is something about the, the the conceit of the film that i just kept thinking of the entire film and couldn't get out of so it's like yeah. the day-to-day moments and like watching watching ember just make her decisions and go try to have fun with wade like i i like that aspect of it you know even the story of like you know we came to this big city we set up the shop i want to pass that shop on to you when i retire like each individual story element was working but i kind of wish this was just standard pixar fare with like a a sort of hyper real looking version of a character model that they would have come up with the fact that they Mm -hmm. tried to go for this elemental thing um just it never never worked for me um and there's also times where it seems like what the elements do when they're combined <laughs> changes scene to scene. Like whatever the funny <laughs> gag is, that's what they go for. But other times it's like, oh, this is really scary. But sometimes it's just funny. And like they're they're kind of they're kind of there is one part of the creator group who is just trying to come up with the most interesting way to depict these elements. Then there's another part of the creative group that is trying to depict them as realistic versions of people in this city and then for some reason just those metaphors like the elements never mixed well for me but they were trying to mix them on their end and i kind of found myself constantly being pulled out of the film or even when there's like a really really clever thing like there's a there's a blimp that takes people in and out of the city yeah and there's this visual gag where uh the arrivals are up top on this platform but when all the air people get out it deflates and starts falling down, and then all the air people <laughs> yeah. who are leaving get in it, and it reinflates and then flies away. Like that's a a brilliant gag. Yeah, they're having fun. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had a great time with that, but no one else can use that blimp, right? Like that is that is literally a for air people only blimp. While there's other mm. things in the system where it's a tram that might run on water, so it's like a boat tram. But anybody can get on that thing, right, and go. And it, it, it kind of was like an interesting. Something about it was was a little bit strange to me. Another thing is like uh, Earth is the element, but all of the yeah. Earth people are depicted as tree type people. But I'm pretty sure you know I know Pixar has their thing with like the way they depict reality, but I'm pretty sure all the tree elements are things just growing on the the dirt. The, the earth itself right. right so like there's a there's a scene you know it's in the trailer where uh, ember is is like scooting through a train and accidentally touches like a brush person and just burns off all the brush right but yeah. technically that's like the brush is like a parasite that grows on the earth right because because <laughs> plants shrubbery is not earth right it's a thing that grows in earth so it's kind of like in that moment you can burn off an entire exterior of a person and all they do is go like, hey, why'd you do that? But also all of the earth people are depicted almost as trees. Like there, there's something mm-hmm. even about like just the visual metaphor that was like doing something weird for me. Um, but I mean, that I don't want to take away anything from like what this film is trying to do and the story is trying to tell. Um, I had a fun time with it, but I, I just for me, it wasn't. It wasn't going outside of the visual version of the metaphor ever, and it didn't really portray like that whole like can fire and water mix let's try to f- show you how they potentially could right it, it didn't i didn't feel it was saying anything about forbidden love or love mm. outside of your you know social groups or familiar groups or you know across race or anything like that like it just it felt like it was just we're literally can't mix how do we find a way to mix and i was like i i don't I don't think this is as insightful as you want it to be
1: <laughs> yeah and and I will fully cop to the fact that I might have been bringing or projecting a lot of grace notes onto the movie that it wasn't necessarily giving me, like for me, there's a scene. It's a spoiler, but I don't know. This is a mild spoiler. You probably knew, the moment you knew this was a love story, you knew something like this was going to happen. There's a scene when Ember and Wade finally touch, like they touch their hands. And I don't think it was saying something brilliantly insightful or shocking, but I cried in like a paperman type way of just like, it just like gave it space of just the idea of like, wouldn't it be beautiful if these two people could touch and maybe something magical and different happens than what either would expect. And I, I I'm sure I'm bringing a lot to the movie, but to me, it felt like a love letter from Peterson to his wife of just like a look at the ways, like when you get past my rough exterior or whatever, and we connect to each other, something beautiful happens. And I, that, to me that was enough like the simplicity of it was fine um, yeah. i agree it didn't this is not zootopia like zootopia i thought was pretty brilliant and complicated in where it decided to examine its metaphor whereas this movie kind of makes diversity and love and self-determination just like one big soup of metaphors together and it it doesn't map as cleanly but i just um I just like the vibe. I don't know. It just felt very good hearted to me in a way that I found I found moving. Yeah.
0: There 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 was one moment where I think the mixing of metaphors, the, the taking the literal versions of treating the elements for what they are and turning it into the metaphor of what's happening in the scene. Um I'll try to be slightly ambiguous, but two characters yeah. are taking a test of sorts. And mm-hmm. I actually genuinely thought that was a like a brilliant construct of a scene and what mm-hmm. what the actions of each of the characters mean to the people in that room um that that was a beautiful metaphor for how these two elements could potentially both participate in one system um yeah and and i really really enjoyed that um to, to the question of uh you know if this film is its own crying game <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to 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 try and 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 see if the film was able to make me cry um the, the answer is no, but almost mm-hmm. right, right at the very end when somebody does a gesture. And I don't know yep. what it is about gestures and <laughs> and those groups of people <laughs> still trying to be a- ambiguous, um, but, you know, gestures across. Uh, roles within a family uh yeah. always get me and and it almost had me there, but I was so i was like no you didn't you didn't earn it for the rest of the film for me i'm I'm holding this one back
1: <laughs> <laughs> another piece of context that is one of those like only exists because I happened to be at the festival at the time that I watched it is the So this was out of competition. The closing film was always just like a nice movie at the end. It isn't actually competing for anything. The very last competition movie at Cannes was by Ken Loach, who is a filmmaker that I think you're a little familiar with. I tend to love his stuff. Um, And he made a movie about a small town in, in England where there's a pub called The Old Oak and a bunch of Syrian refugees move in. And people are wary of them. And then one pub owner decides to embrace them and try to form community. And th- there were a lot of similarities, like surprising number of similarities between that <laughs> and Element- <laughs> Elemental. Both of them even heavily involve a pipe bursting in a room that threatens the family business. <laughs> um, and I thought Ken Loach's movie was like treacly and pretty bullshit. <laughs> like, like I was really not for it at all. And so when Elemental came out the next day, and as a kids' movie had like a lighter touch and felt more hopeful and beautiful without feeling quite as um, manipulative to me, yeah. I, I think it made me be like, "God, Pixar, you did you did better than this guy who I find to be like a masterful." humanitarian filmmaker and you did this with a little metaphor about fire and water and uh, it it just made me love it e- even more and uh, it's completely different not fair but um i don't think anyone else in the world will ever know how similar those two movies are <laughs> but you're gonna have to take <laughs> yeah. my word for it um they they kind of are of a piece with one another
0: <laughs> I, I assume we'll eventually get to see the other film
1: right maybe yeah yeah it, it, it's possible i don't know how big it will be I, I don't think we've reviewed the last few movies he made yeah all
0: right. Uh yeah, any any last things you want to say about this film, Stephen?
1: Uh one thing that does not bode well for the box office success of this movie is I googled elemental uh, just to make sure I remembered, you know, who was in the cast or I always have that page up when we record just in case and the very first question google auto completed was does elemental have lgbtq <laughs> um, right. in that exact words does elemental have lgbtq um so you know people are great and i'm sure uh, <laughs> i'm sure families are flocking to pixar after uh after light year <laughs>
0: oh yeah because that was a big old controversy in that
1: yeah apparently now families are terrified that something as horrible as two women kissing might be seen in the background of a pixar movie Um, (laughs) anyway fuck them i hope people go see elemental but i don't believe they are unfortunately
0: um well steven i think it's probably about time for us to get to our verdicts for this film if you were going to give this a must-see record of the caveat, wait for it until pass with a caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it?
1: So I am giving this a recommend with a caveat. I have been saying how much I loved it. My letterbox score was 3.5 with the heart uh, added, which means <laughs> gosh, it has problems, but I love it. You 3. know, 3. like 7. that is how 5. I use Yeah, that, that is how I use the heart is to be like, ooh, it has problems, but I like I feel warm and fuzzy about the movie, and I want you to know. Um, I don't believe this is top tier Pixar, right? It doesn't have enough moments of magic. I, I don't think it quite nails the characterizations. So you don't, um, I don't imagine going back to this movie later and thinking, oh, I want to see Ember again. I want to see Wade again. It is very much like the construct of the movie that I love. I don't think it totally nails it after that. But I just found it beautiful and moving. And uh, I do hope people see it, problems and all. So check it out. And I also want to say, Peterson, technically, his first Pixar movie was The Good Dinosaur, but that was a clusterfuck that he was asked to kind of fix at the last minute, so it wasn't really his thing to create. Um, And I'm glad that he got to make something that is more personal to him, and I hope he gets more chances in the future.
0: Cool. Um, For me, I... (laughs) I mean, if the film taught me one thing, it's that I should go with my heart, and uh, my heart says this film is fine. Um, so I'm going to give this film a wait for rental. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't not enjoy aspects of it as I was watching it, but um, you know, it part, part, partially, it might just be me still recovering from uh, recent work travels <laughs> mm. and the time I spent in airports, where it just I. I just didn't it didn't quite vibe with me um in the yeah. way that i would like it to and would honestly expect from uh the latest pixar film whenever it does come out um so for me wait for rental. but you know there's a lot there for folks to enjoy it seemed like the kids were enjoying it in the screening that i was in that's good um,
1: i'm glad i had no idea if they would or not honestly
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know if they know why they're because enjoy- there are a lot of gags, you know. At the very least, there's a lot of people who say "toot toot" all the time, so yeah, <laughs> you know, there's plenty for kids. To- there's plenty for kids to enjoy.
1: Wait, was was Weezer in the <laughs> in, in the theater?
0: Oh, but yeah, I, I yeah, it, it, the film is what it is. Uh, I hope I hope people, if they check it out, enjoy it. Um, but uh, it was it was just okay for me. Sure. so that is going to do it for this review of elemental we also have a review of asteroid city and past lives coming at you in the feed as well um so hopefully you'll stay tuned for those but for now Stephen miller people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that
1: people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com
0: People can find me at Life.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash warning, or Instagram.com slash warning uh, If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at warning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that music uh, is playing us out now. We're going to go get ready for the next reviews that we're recording. So we will see you then. Bye.
1: Bye.